Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Not a good week if your name is Hillary Clinton. Not a good week if your name is Bill Clinton. Though then again, he doesn't have many good weeks these days or ever since he is married to the aforementioned Hillary Clinton. (laughs) But not a good week for Hillary Clinton. And for very good reason, she got spying on Donald Trump's campaign years ago. This is what pisses me off. The revelations that <laughs> that she illegally spied on his campaign came five years, two days after the meeting is supposed to have happened. So it is two days past the statute of limitations for most federal crimes. Convenient, isn't it? But it's, it's still going. The Durham investigation is still going. People in the know, I hate using that phrase because it just sounds so made up. But people in the know are saying that Durham is not done, that he has more coming, and that this is just the first piece of an ever-growing puzzle. But Hillary Clinton has spent the past week trying to avoid having to answer for these crimes. And she didn't do a very good job, so she's decided to break her silence today. But in breaking her silence, she broke the age-old rule, don't protest too much, right? That's the old... Hamlet, Hamlet, is Hamlet, yeah, methinks the lady doth protest too much. Thinks she's protesting too much. She's putting up too much of a fight. I want to show you a couple clips of her reaction the last couple of days, what ultimately led her to today finally address it head on. Before we get to that, I have to remind you, if you haven't already, got to check out sponsor of our show, enerforce.com, E-N-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. You've seen the shirts, the free our people shirts. They're amazing. And we are donating our proceeds from those shirts to the January 6th prisoners, which is more important than ever because they are being railroaded. I just saw one of the guys got sentenced to three years probation by the judge simply because she wanted to put him on probation for two election cycles so that he couldn't go to protest. Disgusting stuff. So we partnered with Enerforce to try and get some much needed funding to these January 6th prisoners. And here's the deal. When you purchase one of these shirts, you're getting entered into win this amazing bundle, a Ford F-450 with a gooseneck trailer and a Can-Am Maverick plus $20,000 in cold hard cash. So every dollar you spend at enterforce.com gets you five entries. And as a bonus, when you use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21, you're going to get an extra thousand entries. It's a no brainer. And that, I believe that's going to run for another five weeks or so. So head on over to enterforce.com. Check out the Free Our People t-shirt. All the other great apparel, mystery boxes they have over there. Support them. Support the January 6th prisoners and enter in to win this sweet, sweet rig. Full disclosure, no payment or purchase is necessary to enter. And making a payment or purchase will not increase your likelihood of winning. Okay, let's get into this. Here is Hillary Clinton getting accosted, accosted by a British reporter, a reporter for a British outlet, I guess I should say, on her way into an a-, a restaurant. And see if you can catch her facial expression. She really didn't want to answer this question about did she spy on Donald Trump's campaign. Miss Producer, let's play cut number one. Hillary, Laura Collins, Daily Mail. Did you pay to spy on the Trump campaign? What are you going to comment on the spying allegations, Hillary? Did you pay for the having spied on? Oh, what a what a reaction. What a reaction, just the, the classic Queen of England wave. Oh, classic, classic, classic Hillary reaction. This was a little bit better. She's going into a hotel and she is met with chance of boo and lock her up. Don't you, don't you love that chant? I, I, I miss that chant. It gets me, whew, gets me all hot hearing lock her up, getting chanted at Hillary Clinton. Let's play this. Cut number two. Oh, 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 oh,
there's some nice Canadian flags there. <laughs> the Canadian people are super, super nice, super uh, apologetic, except when they're, when they're protesting for their freedoms. Then they're everywhere getting in, getting in Hillary Clinton's face. So that is what Hillary is what Hillary Clinton has had to deal with for the last couple of days. Now the media was largely silent on this. We're going to get to the details on this. Really break it down piece by piece. Uh, I, I found a great annotated version of the Durham filing that tells you who all the players are. But Hillary Clinton has been able to kind of get off on this and not have a lot, ton of negative media coverage other than Fox and conservative outlets because they didn't want to cover it. You see, usually they just say fake news, fake news. This time, they actually had to figure out how they were going to try and debunk this story. It took them a couple of days, but they figured out how they're going to do it. If we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, the outlet that has been chosen to fact check Special Counsel Durham is Vanity Fair. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's supposed to be, what is, what is Vanity Fair? It's like a clothing magazine, like a design magazine. Nope. Vanity Fair also does fact checks now. And here is their title, and I'll read the byline as well. The title is, it's under conspiracy theories. You'll never believe it, but Hillary Clinton did not, in fact, spy on Trump's White House. And then their byline is, in less breaking news, Donald Trump remains a moron. That's what you expect out of real hard-hitting, trustworthy fact-checking, right? <laughs> so they're claiming that it didn't happen. That's just their claim. Didn't happen. Doesn't matter what he said. Didn't happen. So much for trusting a special counsel to be able to turn over every leaf and present the case to the American people. Because th that was what they said with Mueller, right? Mueller could do no wrong until he decided not to actually charge the president with non-existent crimes. Then they hated him. But until then, he could do no wrong. He was the special counsel. He was a god among men, even though we now know that he was uh, apparently losing his mind, unable to function on a day-to-day -day basis, and his deputies were doing most of the work. Anyway... They're saying that, that Durham is not actually making the claims that he is. And just to show you how important to Hillary Clinton this Vanity Fair fact check is, go to Hillary Clinton's Twitter, she posted it. She says, Trump and Fox are desperately spinning up a fake scandal to distract from his real ones. So it's a day that ends in Y. The more his misdeeds are exposed, the more they lie. For those interested in reality, here's a good debunking of their latest nonsense. I know she said it's debunking, but I can't, I can never see that word without thinking of the uh, woman in Georgia on that Senate panel where they finally released the video inside of the, uh, the ballot counting center. And she's like, oh no, that's already been debunked. Ever since I remember hearing that, I always, I always read that word debunked, but it's been debunked. It's been debunked. It's also apparently been debunked by Business Insider, because everyone knows when you want hard-hitting fact checks, you go to Business Insider. And they had a little more neutral headline, say what you need to know about the John Durham filing that Trump world is fuming over. And it's not Trump world. It's just people who, who, who read it, people who understand what it means. They're the people who are not, not really fuming. It's more of an I told you so, because we said this was happening, this kind of stuff. Didn't realize it was this bad, but that's their headline. A little bit more neutral, but here's the top line analysis in case you don't have time to read the whole thing. Trump world, again, not a term you usually use in a fact check, Trump world. Trump world erupted over a new court filing from the special counsel, John Durham. They said the filing contains definitive proof that Democrats illegally spied on Trump in 2016, 2017. Actually, we didn't say it was definitive proof. We just said that this kind of supports what we already knew, what we already suspected, what we've already alleged, what has been alleged, right? It's not definitive proof, though. If you read the filing, it's John Durham telling the court that during trial, he will present the proof, right? So you see how, you see how they twist the wording? Oh, it's not definitive proof. Well, that's not what the filing was all about. Let's go back to it. Let's finish this up. They say, quote, the filing does not allege espionage. It does claim that a Clinton-linked lawyer obtained non-public data from the White House and Trump's servers. So if that's not espionage, to obtain non-public data, that's the, that's the definition of espionage. 
That's the definition of spying. Finding thing that, things that's not supposed to be released to the public and obtaining them, taking them, and using them for your own nefarious purposes. I mean, that is espionage. I mean, what am I missing here? In an attempt to debunk, they just verify that it was real. It's, I don't know. I don't know. What am, what am I, what am I missing? What am I missing here? That great debunking business insider. So I, I, I we take that down. I turned on the TV today because that's what I do on some days. Turn on the TV and I flipped over. I think it was C-SPAN. It was one of those C-SPAN one, two or three. And it ended up covering the Clinton. <laughs> it covered the New York State uh, Democratic Convention. Actually, I think I was watching Fox News. That's what's crazy. Fox News was covering the New York State Democratic Convention. I was saying to myself, you know what? I wonder who's speaking at this convention. If you put up image three, this is the image that greeted me. Image number three. This is what <laughs> greeted me when I turned on the television. Ah! Oh, that is not a flattering picture. <laughs> Out of all the still frames they could have used. Oh, my goodness. For everyone listening to the audio version, let me paint the picture. This is <laughs> this is Hillary Clinton, but she looks like Emperor Palpatine when he is in the middle of being electrocuted. So anyone who watched the, the Star Wars prequels, the Emperor, the bad guy, he used to be a semi-good guy. He was always actually bad. He got electrocuted and ended up turning his face into a prune or into a raisin. That's what Hillary Clinton looks like. My goodness. I don't want to, I don't want to age shame. It's not about age, but she looks terrible. <laughs> Can we just agree? Spying espionage aside, good Lord, that is a bad mug. That, that's the kind of mug that makes babies cry. Okay, let's take it down from the screen before anyone gets post, post-traumatic stress disorder. But I do want to play a little bit of that clip, a little bit of it. So I apologize because she finally did break her silence on this whole deal. Again, kind of saying what she said in her tweet, that this isn't, that she didn't do anything wrong. This is Trump world. Trump world trying to manufacture a crisis that doesn't actually exist. Let's hear the Hill Dog in her own words. Mr. Producer, play cut number four. And we must reject the big lie about the 2020 election and the cover-up of the insurrection of last January uh, 6th. Not really cover-up. And we can't get distracted, whether it's by the latest culture war nonsense or some new right-wing lie on Fox or Facebook. By the Ah. way, they've been coming after me again lately, in case you (laughs) might have noticed. It's funny, the more trouble Trump gets into, the wilder the charges and conspiracy theories about me seem to get. No, the more time passes and the more the special counsel indicts your cronies, the more information we learn about just how crooked you are. It's not a matter of, oh, Trump is being forced to sit for a deposition, so let's let's drag Hillary Clinton through the mud. No, you broke the law, Hillary Clinton. You violated campaign finance law. You violated the Espionage Act. You spied on White House servers. I mean, what? Let's let's skip ahead. We're, I want to explain because the more we we covered this in the beginning, but it's actually so much worse than we originally explained it. How we originally explained it because we've learned more about the actors and who was involved in this. Mr. Producer, let's jump ahead to image number six. I, I found this online, and this is, I, I think, an excellent annotated version of the Durham report, if uh, the Durham filing. If we put up image six, Mr. Producer. Do you want uh, cut six? Oh, sorry, cut six. Yeah, sure. Six, just the number six. Um, this is the annotated version of this part from the filing. July 2016, a tech executive who we now know, no, keep it up, who we now know is Rodney Joffe, again, I don't, I don't really care about enough to pronounce his name, had worked with the defendant, Sussman, the, the lawyer for the Clinton campaign, 
and a U.S. investigative firm we now know to be Fusion GPS that was retained by law firm one, which we now know was Perkins Coie on behalf of the Clinton campaign. Numerous cyber researchers, which we now know go by the name Tea Leaves, and employees at multiple internet companies to assemble the purported data and white papers. Let's talk about what this just revealed. They tried to hide this behind a like tech executive one and law firm one, but we have now confirmed that Sussman was working with Fusion GPS and Perkins Coy on behalf of the Clinton campaign to try and get this data from the Trump White House and Trump Tower. Full stop. In connection with these efforts, Jaffe exploited his access to non-public and or proprietary internet data. Jaffe also enlisted the assistance of researchers at a U.S.-based university. We know, now know that's Georgia Tech. And this is the part that's really freaking crazy. Researchers at Georgia Tech who were receiving and analyzing large amounts of internet data in connection with the pending federal government cybersecurity research contract. We now know that contract was through DARPA. We can go ahead and take down, take down the image for a second, Mr. Producer. DARPA, we've covered this on the show. That's the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. This is the agency within the Defense Department that refused to participate in the gain-of-function research because they said it was too dangerous. But they're the mad scientists. They're the ones who, who dream it up, right? Before, <laughs> before Star Wars was like a joke in the Reagan administration, these were the kinds of people that were trying to literally develop the lasers. And they eventually did. We do have laser weapons today. Let me break this down again. Sussman was working with Fusion GPS, who created the dossier, uh, the law firm, the law firm Perkins Coy, that has been handling all of this manufactured BS, and the Clinton campaign, and then they turned to Georgia Tech researchers who had a pending DARPA grant, a pending U.S. military cybersecurity grant, and they used the technology from that grant to spy on the incoming president, president-elect Donald Trump, and then president Donald Trump. They used DARPA technology to spy on the Trump White House. Let's put it back up. Tech executive one, Jaffe, tasked these researchers to mine internet data to establish, quote, an inference, end quote, and quote, narrative, end quote, tying then-candidate Trump to Russia. This is important because it what he didn't task them with just uncovering the truth, how, whatever it is. He tasked them with mining non-public proprietary internet data to create a narrative that Donald Trump was a Russian spy. In doing so, Jaffe indicated that he was seeking to please certain VIPs referring to individuals at Perkins Coie and the Clinton campaign. So he said he was doing this because he wanted to get in the Clinton campaign's good graces and with the law firm that had its tentacles and everything. Just to read again, the government's evidence at trial will also establish that among the internet data Rodney Jaffe and his associates exploited was domain name system DNS internet traffic pertaining to one a particular healthcare provider, two Trump Tower, three Donald Trump Central Park West apartment building, and four, the executive office of the President of the United States. Here's the big part. Jaffe's employer, Newstar, had come to access and maintain dedicated servers for the EOP as part of a sensitive arrangement whereby it provided DNS resolution services to the EOP. Jaffe and his associates exploited this arrangement by mining the EOP's DNS traffic and other data for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump. We can take that down. Lot, lot to, lot to digest there. But the big takeaway: confirmation: Hillary Clinton, Perkins Coy, Fusion GPS, working with Sussman, working with researchers at Georgia Tech who had a DARPA grant. I can't stress this enough. 
This is technology that the military said, you know what? This would be great if we could use it against our allies, our adversaries, I mean, or if you're saying our allies. The military routinely will find stuff like this and say, okay, we want this to be a U.S. military strategy. So they buy it up. They buy it up so they can use it against our enemies in cyber warfare. So the technology that DARPA was trying to buy up to use against our enemies, Hillary Clinton was using against the sitting president of the United States. This is, to me, what solidifies it. Treasonous. Treasonous, right? As I've said time and time again on the show, for it to be treason. And this isn't me saying I don't want it to be treason. Just trying to, I've always been trying to temper expectations that treason is giving aid and comfort to the enemy or literally taking up arms against the United States. And in order to be convicted of treason, you need to either confess in open court or have two witnesses attest to the same under oath. The biggest hurdle for this being treason was that, oh, well, it was surveillance, it was spying, it was espionage, but does it really count as taking up arms against the United States? This settles it. She was utilizing technology that the the Defense Department through DARPA was trying to acquire for their own cyber warfare programs. This was technology that the Pentagon said would be useful in the United States cyber warfare efforts abroad, and she weaponized it to use it against the sitting president, the president-elect. All to spin a, quote, narrative. Not my words, those are derms. Those are the quotes right there. A narrative. It's disgusting. I mean, it, this is exactly what we were talking about. And then you had the media covering it up, right? The media laundered it, this information, to make it seem like it had its own independent sources. So then when Hillary Clinton's people, Sussman, went to the FBI, they said, okay, this is what we've heard. And oh, by the way, here's what the media is reporting. So that means it's parallel reporting, when in reality, it was circular reporting. This is important. They were presenting media stories as parallel reporting, meaning they were on the story and the media was also on the story. Basically a secondary source, secondary source. Like, oh yeah, well, this is true. We know this is true, but oh, and by the way, these reporters say it's true too. But the only reason the reporters were reporting on it was because Hillary Clinton's campaign through Sussman was feeding them this illegally gathered data and the findings from that data, the alleged findings from that data, the inferences that they were making from that data. It's all a sham. And then the FBI, as we know, took this and used it to launch their investigation into Donald Trump's campaign. It's important to note that th this company, Newstar, N-E-U-S-T-A-R, Newstar was on the, the Clinton campaign payroll and it's important to know they didn't list it as spying on the president. <laughs> that, that's not what they did. If we go ahead and, and put up my screen, Mr. Producer, the Clinton campaign paid Newstar $3,000 in May 2015 for, quote, mobile phone services. That's what the FEC records say. And this is why this is absolutely a violation of federal um, election law. They listed them as providing certain services, right? Mobile phone services. Apparently they, they also paid another $3,000 for mobile phone services later. Turns out mobile phone services is actually espionage against the president of the United States, but you can't put that in an FEC filing because that's public. So the Clinton campaign paid a total of $6,000 to this firm, again, for mobile phone services. The Biden campaign paid them a whopping $16,819 on September 29th, 2020. Now, why would they do that? They said that it, they the Biden campaign claims they paid them over 16 grand for over 18 grand, sorry, paid them almost 19 grand for accounting work and compliance work. Accounting and compliance. On September 29th. Why is that date important? Because that's almost the end of September. Going out to, into October, in American politics, there's a concept known as the October surprise. That is where campaigns release damaging information about their opponent 
the last month of the campaign to make it harder for them to swat it away and to convince people to vote the other way. So here you have the same firm that was implicated in spying on the sitting president of the United States now being paid by Biden almost 19 grand a little over a month before election day. But no, that was for accounting and that was for compliance, just like Hillary Clinton spying was actually for mobile phones. You see, she smashed so many of those phones with the hammers, they just had to spend six grand on phones. Who doesn't spend six grand on phones? (laughs) It's all a sham. It's all a sham. We put it back up one more time real quick. We also know that the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee also, also paid $3,000 to Newstar in 2017. This is a little interesting because 2017, you had Democrat candidates, no, sorry, Democrat congressmen making a lot of really crazy claims about Trump and Russia, going on about the Trump Tower meeting, going on about the Trump Tower connection to the Russian banks. Remember that whole story, the Trump Tower with the Russian banks came from this Clinton espionage. That's that whole nonsense came from this. So it makes you wonder the Democrats in Congress were were spouting all this off at the same time that the DCCC was also paying Newstar. Does anyone think that they were just buying mobile phones? Does anything, anyone think that the Biden campaign paid so much more, almost 19 grand just for accounting work and compliance work right before the election? Of course not. They just can't admit it on FEC filings. They just can't admit it. Here's the news today. Sussman, Michael Sussman has now filed for the charges against him to be dropped. They are claiming that he did nothing wrong. Let me explain why they are saying that he did nothing wrong. The crux of the case that Durham, John Durham has against Michael Sussman is the claim that he lied to the FBI. He lied to investigators. Sussman's claim is that he didn't lie. The lie that he told was that he, he, when he was asked, who are you here representing? Sussman said, and this is almost a direct quote, that he's not currently representing anyone. That was a lie. He was literally retained by the Clinton campaign and he was being paid to peddle Clinton campaign talking points to the FBI. So Sussman is arguing in court that he shouldn't be prosecuted for this because the claim he made was true to the best of his knowledge. Doesn't matter if he lied about who he was representing. He, he did not lie in the claim. But that's not how it works. When the FBI is vetting information, they want to know where it came from. They want to know who gave it to them, why that person gave it to them, if, they're, if it's muddied by any ulterior motive. That's why, in, and you take this down, that's why in court, you can't just introduce evidence at the last minute with the exception of one key exception if it just shows up out of nowhere, right? If, if all of a sudden the prosecutor opens his door and there is a VHS tape, that's, not, that's dating me, or a CD, that's also dating me, let's say a flash drive. <laughs> he opens his door and there's a flash drive containing new security camera evidence from inside the defendant's house showing that he killed that woman. Well, normally he would have to secure a warrant to get that kind of security camera footage. Normally he would have to tell the defense about it so they could prepare. They could prepare to cross during trial. But if it shows up unannounced on his doorstep and he has no idea where it came from, all of those other rules of procedure and the warrants go out the window for a large part and they can introduce it as evidence. So what happens a lot in, in not a lot, more than it should, is that crooked prosecutors will, will get stuff that they really weren't allowed to have, right? They'll illegally spy on people. <laughs> what does that remind you of? They'll illegally wiretap um, a suspect, get the, the confession, but since it was an illegal wiretap, they can't use it. So they launder it and pretend it just showed up out of the blue, then they can use it. So the reason I'm explaining that to you is that when Sussman is at the FBI saying, where did this come from? If he says, I'm not working for everyone, anyone, I'm just here as a good Samaritan, right? This is just what I know. Take it. That is very different from 
like from an evidentiary standpoint than if the Clinton campaign walks in with their official shirts and their official buttons and says, hey, here's information that will damage my political opponent. Please use it. Those are very, very different in terms of whether or not they can use it. And if the Clinton campaign walks in with evidence that was illegally obtained, right, then that would doom the Clinton campaign because Clinton campaign can't be spying on people. But if this unconnected lawyer walks in and says, I'm not representing anyone. This just showed up on my door. I don't really know where it came from. You should probably use it. All of a sudden, they don't have to actually prosecute. You see how it works? So when he lied and said he wasn't actually representing anyone, that wasn't just a, a white lie. That wasn't just a baby fib. That was important in, in the FBI understanding the provenance of the evidence that he was presenting to them. He was more likely to get them to open an investigation if he lied about why he was there, who was paying him to be there. But he claims now in these new court filings that he should not be prosecuted by John Doran because he did not lie about the claims. He only lied about why he was giving them to the police. Well, I seem to remember that Trump aides were walked in front of judges for little white lies, things that were just disagreements. If you remember, Papadopoulos went to jail because one of the lies that they said he told was they asked him if he had spoken to anyone with a Russian accent, and he said no. And the FBI determined had proof that he sound he talked to someone with an Eastern European sounding accent and concluded that was sufficiently Russian for that to be a lie. Remember that? Like he talked to some Eastern European, didn't ask for their passport, didn't care where they were from, didn't register them as Russian, but the police assumed they were Russian, so they said he was lying. Remember all those little perjury traps that they set up for Trump aides, Trump um, officials? Like, oh, oh, we asked him if, there, if it was cloudy. He said, no, there's a cloud over there. High in the sky, that means he's lying. That was the kind of crap they were, they were trying to put on Trump's aides and advisors. But here, Hillary Clinton's and her people are like, oh, no, no, no. We're allowed to lie. We're allowed to lie to the FBI because of the Clintons. We're the Clintons. That's how it works. We lie to the FBI. Do you see why this is a big deal? And I, I can't believe that the mainstream media is trying to pretend that it isn't, trying to say that it isn't going to get to one of those clips in just a second. But before I do, have to remind you, this podcast is sponsored by AirMed Care Network. AirMed Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you need to be airlifted to a hospital for a medical emergency. It's not something we think about, but I'll tell you, I am hearing more and more people I know now need to be airlifted just because traffic, the infrastructure is a nightmare. Air, being airlifted to a hospital is very expensive. It will cost you tens of thousands of dollars and your insurance is not going to want to cover it. This is truly a rainy day kind of insurance. You pray to God that you never need to, you never need it. But if you do, you'll thank your lucky stars that you have it. Here's how it works. AirMedCare Network costs $85 for one year. That covers you, your spouse, your household. So if you have kids, it covers them. It's less if you're a senior citizen. It works out to be less per year if you buy three or five years at a time. And as a bonus... For our listeners, our loyal conservative daily listeners, when you sign up using promo code daily, using the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, they're going to give you up to $50 back in the form of a gift card. It's free money. So again, go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to sign up for this great coverage and get up to $50 back. Here is a clip of MSNBC saying that the Clinton story isn't real. And to support this, they are quoting the New York Times piece that I read to you the other day, claiming that they weren't going to cover it because it would require too much brain power for people to understand. Yeah, that's, that's real. That, that's really what the New York Times said. Let, let's, let's watch their take on it because it's, it's funny if it wasn't treasonous. Ms. Bruce, let's play cut five. You know, Frank, when I read Charlie's story, and I had to read it a couple times to get all the facts straight, um, I remembered Shep Smith's great takedown of the Uranium One conspiracy, basically taking apart every allegation and, and sort of lie that was out there and stitched together in this complicated conspiracy theory that had no basis 
In fact, and, and I want to read this from Charlie's piece to you. Upon close inspection, these narratives are often based on a misleading presentation of the facts or outright misinformation. They also tend to involve dense and obscure issues, so dissecting them requires asking readers to expend significant mental energy and time, raising the question of whether news outlets should even cover such claims. Pause yeah, it, Trump allies pause portray it, the news media it. as engaged. It requires readers to expend significant amounts of mental energy and time and therefore raises questions about whether or not we should even cover it. I don't know if that's an exact quote, but that's pretty damn close. That was the New York Times reasoning for not covering the news that Hillary Clinton paid a lawyer to work with a DARPA grant recipient to spy on the president of the United States through surreptitious means looking at non-public internet data in and coming in and out of the executive office of the White House. I mean, listen, I just had to walk through that. I, I spent half an hour and yet yeah, it takes time to explain to you just what we're talking about here, but that doesn't mean you don't cover it, right? On this show, we, we, we've always been, we've always tried to cover the news that the mainstream media won't cover or to cover it in ways that the mainstream media won't. So if they give it 30 seconds, we give it an hour and walk you through it and explain just why this is important, how to fight back against it. This is one of those issues. Most media outlets covered it zero for zero minutes last week. I think CNN was like two minutes, 30 seconds, something like that. All the other news outlets didn't cover it. So no, no, it requires too much mental energy. No, we, we, we're in an energy shortage, people. <laughs> that's their reasoning. That's their, that's really their reasoning. Uh, let's go back and, and keep playing it. I'm sorry, I just, I just had to laugh at that. Let's go back to the clip and play it for more. We paused. Upon close inspection, these narratives are often based on a misleading presentation of the facts or outright misinformation. They also tend to involve dense and obscure issues, so dissecting them requires asking readers to expend significant mental energy and time, raising the question of whether news outlets should even cover such claims. Yet Trump allies portray the news media as engaged in a cover-up if they don't. What do you make of, of this effort that Charlie's engaged in to say, here's this filing, it's really dense, it's really confusing, but it doesn't say what they say it says. Is that important in this age of rampant disinformation on the right? Well, it's, it, not only is it important, but it's also at risk of, of peril to yourself. You cited Shep Smith. What happened to Shep Smith, who used to be at Fox News when he tried to explain the truth too much? He's no longer at Fox News. So, it's really important to take the time to break this down and get the truth out to people. Why? Because as we're learning, there are platforms out there that are all too happy to provide oh. the public the simple oh explanation to what oh, is otherwise an incredibly complicated story. And when you do all that, right, when right. you default to the... It. Yes, it is incredibly complicated. The simple answer is what we covered a couple days ago, that Hillary Clinton paid people to spy on Donald Trump's servers in the White House. The more complicated answer is that they utilize technology under a pending DARPA grant to spy on the sitting president of the United States. So as the more you go into the specifics, the worse it looks. They're acting like when you actually dive in and, and you, you look at that annotated version that we just showed you, when they say they claim that when you dive in, actually it looks better for Clinton. No, it looks worse. It looks a million times worse. DARPA, it's, that's defense research for, for new technologies to wage war. And Hillary Clinton was using it against the sitting president. Oh, well, it should require you to expel too much, expend too much mental energy to understand, so we're not going to cover it. Not every Democrat is as dishonest as those at MSNBC. Oh, by the way, when, when you see this guy Figliuzzi claiming that, oh, we need to really tell people the truth put in my screen mr producer this is what figliuzzi was saying just yesterday he was saying that attorney general garland should fire durham that garland should interfere with the special counsel something that if trump even insinuated they wanted to impeach him for he is saying that garland should go to durham and say what are you doing and when are you done what are you doing when are you done he also said that he should he should fire him 
said this is dangerous disinformation. Pointing a finger at Hillary Clinton is lying about her, claiming that she may be engaged in criminal activity. Yes, that that's what the evidence he claims he has purports. And he says he can prove it in court. That's a very significant step. He says he can prove it. So these little talking heads want him fired before he can. I wonder why. I wonder who's telling them to write this. Same people that told Vanity Fair to be the fact checker. But as I said, not if we take this down, not every Democrat is as dishonest as this. There are some Democrats still who want to do the right thing, who want to call the spade the spade, and they want to make sure that Hillary Clinton doesn't get away with this. And I'm going to play you the Tulsi Gabbard clip. clip. But before I do, I have to remind everyone, if you're watching on Rumble, I really need you to hit that Rumble button. It's the plus sign underneath the video. It's the upvote. It's the thumbs up equivalent of what we used to have on YouTube. Hitting that Rumble button, that plus button, helps us reach more people. So the more Rumbles we have, the more this video gets put naturally, organically in people's feeds. So please, if you haven't already, hit that Rumble button, hit that plus button so we can reach more people because this is important stuff. All right, the, the lone Democrat out here talking, speaking the truth, Tulsi Gabbard, the former congresswoman from Hawaii. She is no fan of Hillary Clinton. Because if you remember, the Clinton campaign weaponized big tech against Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard went viral on in a uh, basically she went viral on social media from attacks that she was levying against Hillary Clinton. And all of a sudden she disappeared from YouTube. You couldn't find her. Right. At the moment when she was going viral and people were searching for her during her campaign, YouTube put their finger on the scale and made it so she was not findable. You could not find her viral moment to protect Clinton. So she has no love for Hillary Clinton or the Clintonites. Let's listen to her actually being honest about this. Ms. Bruce, so let's play cut seven. Uh, what's being revealed here, Jesse, is, is the truth. Hillary Clinton and the power elite in this country manufactured this Russian collusion lie, actively undermining our democracy and stoking the fires, moving us into this new Cold War with Russia. The damage that they did to the American people, our democracy, and others around the world is immeasurable. It's impossible to measure, and, and, and it leads us to this point where we sit today, where we have people who were integral in making this happen, people like Jake Sullivan, now holding very influential positions of power in shaping our country's foreign policy. And what they're doing is telling the American people, they're telling us, saying, hey, you've got to be ready to go to war with Russia or other countries to, uh, you know, spread democracy, to protect democracy. And yet they're actively undermining our democracy here at home. This is the their hypocrisy being exposed. And the American people deserve accountability. Hillary Clinton and her warmongers need to be. Um, it's a shame that they that the clip cut it off. Hillary Clinton and her Warren mongers need to be held accountable. They do. And that's a big Tulsi Gabbard bit, Hillary Clinton and Warren monger. I don't think it is a coincidence that they are pushing this Ukraine bit, this Ukraine crisis at the same time that this is all coming out. I don't think that that is a coincidence. I don't think that it's a coincidence that the, that the Biden regime is trying to push this Ukraine story at the same time that he is dropping the polls. I saw a poll today, 35% approval. Yes, even lower. Last couple of weeks, it was 38. Now it's down to 35%. That is pushing into really significant territory because as we've talked about on the show, there's always going to be 30 some odd percent of Democrats who support him no matter what. Getting down to 35% total approval, that is lower than Donald Trump was, for sure. <laughs> even with the rigged polls. So for him to be pushing this Ukraine thing, it's also been really funny watching Russia on social media. I'll see if I can pull some of those up, but they're they're memeing. They're using memes to make fun of Biden when Biden's saying, oh, they're going to invade tomorrow. And <laughs> and they, I saw one that was like, it was like the Russian government said, from the front lines in Ukraine, it was just a tumbleweed floating around. It's insane. <laughs> but I think he's using this to cover up these other damaging stories. Before we go today, I want to play this Trump ad because Trump released an ad. This is how you know he's running an ad about this whole bit with Hillary Clinton, the espionage crimes. Mr. Producer, let's play this cut number eight. <laughs> the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. 
They spied on my campaign. Well, there's no e real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. A new report from special counsel John Durham. Clinton campaign lawyers paid a tech company to infiltrate Trump servers to fabricate a connection between Trump and Russia. Hillary Clinton broke the law to frame Trump as a Russian traitor. This is truly unprecedented, truly something that has never happened in the history of our great country. This is a digital insurrection. Turns out the Trump-Russian collusion story was just a deflection from the Hillary-Russian collusion story. Trump was right. Trump was telling the truth. It was you, Hillary Clinton, who undermined our democracy. There are people that should go to jail. Ooh, ooh, goosebumps again hearing those chants of lock her up gets me gets me a little excited and seeing justice is coming come across the screen at the end ooh, oh calm down let's slow down <laughs> but it, it's incredible because what you just saw there was really quickly being able to explain it and the left says that we're making this up no we can explain this because we are all already very well versed in the espionage act why because we covered it for hillary clinton when she had her server dealings right her emails i've read that statute for the espionage act more than i ever thought i ever would read it right so our ability to see this information and immediately being able to assign crimes to it is not wishful thinking this comes from a long well thought out reading of relevant law and understanding what they're talking about right Four, five, six years ago, I wouldn't have the basic knowledge of all of these issues. I wouldn't have. Wouldn't have thought I needed it. Wouldn't have thought I needed to know the Espionage Act like it was the back of my hand. Hillary Clinton did that. Thank you, Hillary Clinton. Thank you. It's kind of like how I never would have read and, and learned like the back of my hand immigration law if it wasn't for Joe Biden and Barack Obama. Thank you, guys. But that is a Trump ad from Trump's Save America Super PAC. More evidence that he is running. In my opinion, he is running for president. I think so. I think he's going to run. When he says justice is coming, I think he sees that as the justice. And I think that if they do have a rematch, which I, I don't think the Democrats would be stupid enough to do, um, I don't think Donald Trump will stop just by saying, well, you'll be in jail. I think that he's, he's thinking of a different kind of justice for Hillary Clinton. So we're almost out of time today. But before we go, I wanted to share with you an image that the DCCC, we just mentioned that earlier, that's the part of the Democratic Party that handles re-election efforts. I wanted to show you um, the map that they've put out, the, the frontline Democrats. That's what, that's what they're calling them. They're trying to take vulnerable Democrats and paint them in the same light as frontline heroes, the doctors, the nurses, the um, EMTs. They're trying to call them frontline Democrats. If we put up image nine, Mr. Producer, this is the map. And they have identified 44. It's actually grown to 47 since this map was created. These are the places where Democrats are most vulnerable in the House of Representatives. You will see, this is how you know there's going to be a big flip. Um, I don't know why Jeff Van Drew is on that. He shouldn't be on that. That's weird. And so they made a mistake. So I guess there's one fewer because Jeff, um, oh, I, guess, I guess he should be on it. There's four, there's five in New Jersey, five Democrats who are vulnerable in New Jersey that they desperately need to defend. That they need to defend. So you see here, 44, I think it ha actually had grown to 47. Republicans only need five, six. Democrats are defending 47 that they say are they're desperately in need of money to defend. Listen, if you're a student of history, you know that Hitler failed because he tried to fight a two-prong two war, a two-front war. Right, he invaded Russia in the winter. This is very stupid. Democrats are going to lose because just as it is very hard to fight a two-front war, it is also very difficult to fight a 47-front war. And we're going to see in real time just how difficult that is. So if you live in these districts, make sure you register to vote. Make sure you get everyone you know registered to vote. Make sure you convert those quasi-Democrats, lots of people, I mean, you guys know them. They're union guys, they're blue-collar workers. They've always just voted Democrat. That's always the way. Wake them the hell up, especially if you live in one of these districts, and let's take this country back. Democrats are giving us the map. They've already done the research. 
if you live in one of these areas, the fight has now reached your doorstep. We can go ahead and take that down, Mr. Producer. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, as I said, you got to subscribe. Apple Podcasts, even if you watch us live, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the description. It's going to take you a second, two seconds. Also, give us a five-star review. Write a couple nice words. That might take you 30 seconds. It really does help us out a lot. Helps us reach more people, climb up in the rankings so that more people can organically find us. We need all the help we can get because they're trying to shadow ban us on these platforms. So please head over to Apple Podcasts if you can. All those other places you can find the audio podcast are on the screen as well if you don't have an Apple device. We go live 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. So tune in for that. And check out all these different places, conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, CloudHub, Frank Speech, Telegram, all places you can find us. Uh, live. Make sure you bookmark all of them. Sometimes one goes down. You got to be able to respond quickly so you can still watch. And in that vein, if you haven't already, you got to join our text alert system. You can do that easily. It's simple. Text the word freedom, F-R-E-E-D-O-M to 89517. The number is 89517. What that's going to do, that's going to enter you into our text alert system. We're not going to spam you. We're not going to sell your number. We send it out a couple times a day telling you what we're talking about on the podcast and then giving you links so you can watch it and tell you when. Because sometimes the schedules change, but usually they don't, but sometimes they do. So this keeps you in the loop so you know exactly what we're talking about and then how, when, and where you can watch. So that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back the country, not over yet. As you just saw from that map, it's just beginning. But the only way we can win, it truly, is if we all stand up and fight together.